Have you heard about Salt River Automotive? Not only are we open for business and ready to serve you, we are sponsors of the BS in the Morning show on Westplex 107.1. Check us out on Facebook at Salt River Automotive LLC. See you soon. Westplex 107.1, music to get you out of bed in the morning. Yes, that's what it's all about. Uh, Good song, sad song in one's respect. You know why? Why? The drummer died 11 years ago. That is sad. Yeah, he was, uh, how old was he? 39. Yeah, died in 2009. Had, I believe, brain cancer. Yeah, brain tumor. Oof, man. Oh, I'm so sorry for that. Yeah, I know. One of those things. You know, you started, you know, and what, you know, that's what's sort of weird about what we do to a certain extent. You know, I mean, we, and, and think about it. Like when you watch movies and things like that, you watch movies. I mean, like there's some movies not to be like, you know, like Debbie Downer or anything this morning, but like you go watch some of these old movies. Like, for example, Jimmy Stewart, It's a Wonderful Life. Every, I think every single person in that movie is now dead. I don't think there's anybody living from that movie. And, and, you know, and to the point where what, what it does is, 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 you know, movies, music, it captures a moment in time, you know, moment in time when, you know, this entire, you know, cast was together working on this movie together where there was a crew and they were on set and then like forever it's there. You know, you can, you know, now especially where you can go online and, you know, download this and, you know, you know, watch uh, all these different, uh, you know, movies, uh, uh, you know, on demand and things like that. And, you know, it's sort of amazing to me that uh, when you think about that, because, you know, there was a time when, you know, if you wanted to go to see a movie, you had to go to the theater. Now, what's funny about that is think about it like. Yeah, but back then we had drive-ins as well. No, what I'm saying is, is you couldn't, you couldn't do what we could today. And even to the point where, look at Blockbuster Video, it came and went already, you know, where you could go and you could go into a place and you could rent all these different movies and you could take it home. You'd take your home, your VHS copy, you know, and then turned into DVDs, you know, you take your VHF copy home and remember, remember the stupid signs in Blockbuster all the time, be kind, rewind, because people return their movies and they wouldn't rewind them. They would just, you know, wait till, you know, they'd go to the end of the movie, eject, you know, take it back to Blockbuster. And then you, if you rented a movie that wasn't rewound oh man i gotta rewind the movie you know that kind of stuff i mean but you could walk in and get it it's called job security except for when your total basis of your business goes by the way of the dodo well i mean that you know i think i think there's still one block but i remember this recently no there's oh no 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 there's one of them but i think recently they had a thing where they had a big thing that they were closing and they had like you know hey say goodbye to blockbuster there's one of them left uh at least there was earlier this year i know for a fact because i read that because it talked about uh let me see uh let's see if i can find it real quick i believe it might have been in in like alaska or something like blockbuster still open and let me see what it says here see this is why it's you know interesting i heard somebody talk about why this is why education is a waste of time um you know uh yes uh this was as of may 14th the world's last remaining blockbuster store still open despite coronavirus this is may 14th 2020 the world's last ever blockbuster store is still open despite commercial pressures that the ongoing coronavirus crisis has brought to retail stores around the country the 20 year old store in bend oregon is the last remaining store in the once popular video rental chain so 
I, I don't know if it's still still. I mean, as of you know October fourteenth, that was May fourteenth, but it made it to twenty twenty. You know, <laughs> I mean, like most of them didn't. But gosh, and you remember Schnooks had a you know video rental. I mean, a lot of the stores. It's sort red of funny. Box. Well, you, they even have red boxes anymore. Yeah, they're around. But but what, okay. with, with Schnooks, it's sort of interesting that some of the the Schnooks locations, like for example, the one in Washington, they used to have the the video rental up in the front of the store. Now yeah. it's it's nothing. It's like it's like there's nothing up there. Matter of fact, you know what they did? Because people have Netflix and and Amazon Prime. Well, what I'm saying is they didn't even repurpose that part of the store. It's just like an open area. I mean, most of them, like the one and I think the one on <coughs> excuse me, the one on on Jungerman, they put the I think they put the pharmacy over there or something like that. Anyway, the one in Washington, <laughs> you know what they did? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> They had little tables back where the salad bar was, where you could go in and you know get your you know get your salad and then you know buy it and sit there and eat, right? Yeah. Well, they moved them. They took them away because you know why? Coronavirus. <laughs> no, one of the ladies that worked there. Well, this is before the the virus hit, but one of the oh, ladies that worked it? there told me the there story. There was like so it's like BV and AV. Well. She said the reason they moved the tables, they moved the tables up to this little area where the Blockbuster or where the their Schnooks video rental used to be because people would go in there, they would make themselves a salad, and they would just leave. They would make the salad on the salad bar, sit down, eat it, and then just leave. I can see that. Not pay for it. I can see it. people doing that. People do that stuff all the time. I mean, you know, you're going like, man, that's that takes some guts. <laughs> you just go over and you're sitting there munching on your salad, which you didn't pay for. You know, in other words, you're like eating something you didn't pay for. Uh, although, you know, you see that sometimes. You see people. I've seen that. I saw a couple weeks ago. I was in a schnooks and I saw a guy, you know, snacking on Oreos that he had in his cart. Now, hopefully he, he checked them out. But, um, you know, he's like. You know, I've walked by him and go, is that guy eating Oreos out of that Oreo pack? Yes, he was. Oh, well. Well, I do that sometimes because I'm a diabetic. And sometimes when um, That's illegal. I don't go to Walmart all that much. But That's when illegal. I do, if I'm having, if I need to eat something, I'll, I'll grab a little candy bar or something to and eat it and then pay for it after we're done well you know it depends on the county but in some counties around here and i won't say which ones because i don't want to you know warn you or get you upset but uh if you eat food while you're in a store um they'll handcuff you and take you out the back door no they don't oh Stop yeah it. all happens all the time all the time yeah. no yeah. it doesn't matter of fact some of the stores have such a problem with it they have police cars sitting back there all the time with the door open and they just you know okay here goes another one you know boom it's like sort of like you know you go to some places you see the taxi lines the way it is some of the stores you know where they have the police cars lined up and back you know and nope here's another one you know throw them in the back squad car squad car takes off another car squad car pulls up you know boop, here comes another one throw them in the back the car off they go yeah all bs no true 630 no. nope I wouldn't kid you. Six thirty-two. Westplex one hundred seven point one. Happy six forty. Good morning. It's uh, it's uh, what is it? <laughs> it's BS in the morning. That's today is Wednesday. Yeah, today's Wednesday. Okay, October fourteenth. We talked about this last break. The blockbuster. Uh, there's an article talked about. The last article I find, at least at that point in time, was May of twenty twenty. There were still one in Bend, Oregon. I know it was still in business until last month. Because you know why. Why? You know what we missed? September 18th, 19th, and 20th at the Blockbuster in Bend, Oregon, just last month. and Actually, just less than a month away. What? You could. It was listed on, and I'm not making this up. It was on Airbnb on the 18th, 19th, and 20th 
you could book it for a slumber party. Oh, how fun! And you could stay. Matter of fact, uh, matter of fact, the, the the store manager's name. Her name is Sandy Harding. She decked out the place with a fold-out sofa, a beanbag chair, snacks, a TV set, and of course, a VHS player. Renter, renters huh. will have access to the store's full selection of movies and are encouraged to wear, quote, your favorite 90s denim. Guess how much? 30000 Per person to spend a night. And once again, I don't know. I wonder 17000 per no, person. No, no, no. I wonder if they booked it last month. Three nights, four people each night, up to four people for three nights, $4 per person per night. Really? Yeah, that's what it says. Four Sounds do- like our pricing. $4 per person per night. So you could have a party of four. You could have, you know, you and three of your favorite friends for $16. <laughs> you could book. You could sleep. I guess you sleep on the floor or something like that, which is fine for me. Man, I'd get along well with that. But <laughs> that's what it is. You'd sleep at the Blockbuster. Well, of course you bring a sleeping bag. Why? Who? who why? Why would you do that? Because you don't want to, you don't want to sleep on a nasty floor without a sleeping bag. I sleep on a nasty floor without a sleeping bag. You're, whatever. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, it doesn't bother me. You know, I've slept in my truck before. I've slept in the bed of my. You know, I tell you what, man, my my goal in life is that I want to be like this guy. I want to be like this guy, this Del Wamsley guy that's on ninety seven one all the time. Who's like the multimillionaire, and all he does is complain about. Well, you know, I had, I had to go paint my twenty-two car garage, and then I had to go fix my. I had to work on my bridge that goes over my koi pond, and you know, and, and you know, and one of my forty-two air conditioners that cools my thirty-six thousand square foot house had. I had to put new filters in it. I had a rough day today. I mean, he goes on. I'm going like, give me a break. I want like a ten-car garage, and that's where I'd live. And I would sleep in one of the bays, and I'd have one of my favorite old pickup trucks, which I still have. I just pull it into the bay. I just throw my, you know, like throw like a blanket on the on the bed of the of the you know bed of the bed, and away I'd go. That'd be my place. I'd live right there, live in my garage, sleep in my pickup truck. So that would be like jamming in Joe's garage. Yeah, and then what I do is I, you know, you know what? What I shouldn't, and I won't tell the story. I won't tell the story. I, I'd embarrass somebody. About because I thought it was the cutest thing in the world, and and um, it's one of those. Anyway, won't even talk about it. I was going to say something, but I won't. So, anyway, a a interesting moment. Would it embarrass me? Oh no 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 no! Wouldn't embarrass anybody. It was just to the point where it was very emotional for me because I thought it was one of the coolest things in the world. And if I mention it, the person involved with it might get mad at me uh, because of the fact that it was a very personal moment in my life. And actually, it really had nothing to do with me. It had to do with my kids. Uh, but, uh, you know, all I'll say is sleeping under the stars, and I'll leave it at that. It's 640. Westplex 107.1. It is BS in the morning. I am Shelly. She is Brad. 655. You know, there are some things I hear people complain about that I don't quite understand, and maybe you can help me with this, okay? Okay. A lot of states are now having early voting where you can show up and actually go to a polling place. And matter of fact, what was the state? God, I can't remember this. Uh the wherever the basketball team plays in this particular city and maybe this is atlanta i heard this about okay and they have early voting okay so the election is november 3rd today's october what 14th today yes october today is the 14th yes 14th okay so if they're open 
Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, between now and Election Day, that means they have what? I don't know if they're open on weekends, but let's say they have uh, let's say they have 15 more days to vote. Okay, probably not 15, probably 12, 13 if they're open Monday through Friday. The people are complaining there's long lines. Now, <laughs> if it's early voting and you can vote anytime between now and November 3rd, why wouldn't you just come back? You know? I mean, like, perfect example when... Yeah, it's like going to the DMV. If well, there's a long line, come back. Well, like, yeah, exactly. When when the pandemic thing was hitting its height, and, like, if I was working on weekend projects, and I had to go to, like, Home Depot or Lowe's, you know, where they were counting how many people... Remember, in, in, in St. Louis County, they counted how many people... Or even in St. Charles County, they counted how many people are in the store, and, they're, and like, the Wally Worlds were like that. They had, And the Schnooks was well, like Depot's that. Home Depot's still doing that. They had a guy outside, and he's got a little computer, a little, you know, laptop or something, like a, a, a you know, an iPad, and there's somebody on the other end. So, in other words, they, you know, person comes in, he hits a button, person goes out on the other side, the other person hits a button. So, they know how many people are in the store, and they can't have more than X amount of people. Okay, so... It was a Sunday. I'm working. I needed a can of paint. Go up to the Home Depot. Pulled up in front. Lines out the park. You know, out the front door into the parking lot. Going like, I'm coming back. <laughs> I don't. I don't need that can of paint that bad. I can do something else for an hour and come back. Uh, I don't. You know. And people are complaining. Oh, the lines are so long. I go. Well, come back. You know. I mean, like nobody's got. People gotta... will complain about anything, really. <sighs> It, I Nothing mean, is but, safe. But see, see, here's what, and, and the thing about that is that if it's election day and it's the only day you can vote and you can only go to one polling place, in other words, your particular polling place, but you know what, St. Louis County fixed that. And man, I have to tell you what, St. Louis County really did a nice job with the way they've changed elections because you can go anywhere in St. Louis County and vote now. Did you know that? I did not know that. You don't have I to. I thought they were going to start that in St. Charles as well. I, I don't know if they did or not, but I know it's it's already up and running in St. Louis County. So you don't have to go to your own polling place because it's all online. And when you walk in, you know, they're on they're hooked up to the main computer and, you know, and on the cloud and the whole bit. And when you go in, you show them your ID and then, or, uh, you know, or if you have, actually have the little thing they get in the mail, they pull you right up. Okay, you know, Shelly Barr, yep, here's your ballot. And it's customized to where you live because, you know, everybody has, depending upon where you're at, you have different, you know, representatives that, that you're voting for. And, uh, you know, like in, a lot of times, obviously, like in municipal elections, you have different mayors and aldermen and people like that. I mean, if you live in, like, let's say Crestwood and you vote in, I don't know, Wildwood, obviously, you know, you're not going to use a Wildwood ballot, but they've got it set up and they print your custom ballot. So they don't actually, you don't have a ballot that is your ballot until you tell them who you are and they verify you. And then they print your custom ballot and then you go and you, you know, mark your little ballot up and you turn it in. I'm like, oh man, what a great system, you know? And, and to the point where, where once again, in St. Louis County, at least they got rid of the voting, the electronic kiosk things. Cause I thought that was like, that was a disaster waiting to happen because each of the kiosks was not networked. So in other words, if one of the kiosks like broke, you know, like, let's say that one kiosk, you know, 20 or let's say a couple hundred people voted on that one particular kiosk. They have multiple there at the polling place. But if like, let's say one of them at the end of the night, they turned it off and, you know, and then they took it to the wherever they take it to the election commission to, you know, suck out the, the, the you know, the voting. Let's say, let's say it wouldn't work. It was broke. What do they do? At least with the paper ballots, there's a paper trail. And if somebody says, well, I voted, 
you know, and, and I know you didn't count my vote. Yep, yeah, here it is right here, sir. We showed it went through the machine. It's scanned at such and such a time. And here's your, you know, it's, we're not going to disclose who you voted for because that's between you and whoever you voted for. But there it is right there. God, you know what? It's so crazy. You know, how long has this country been around, you know, with, uh, you know, like as far as voting and things like that since, well, when was the first election? So I guess when Washington was elected, I guess, the very first election, who did he run against? Do you know who, who George Washington ran against? Was that Mitt Romney he ran against back then? <laughs> uh, that's funny. No, no, no. I think it was, I think it was some of the people that questioned ACB yesterday. Oh my God. Listen to that on radio. Yeah, I heard she, I didn't see it, but I heard she held her own. Well, you know, once again, I feel sorry for her that I'm going to just come on. We'll talk about this next hour. But this crazy lady from Hawaii, what's her name, Mooney Haroni or whatever her name is, um, she asked her if she had ever sexually um, sexually uh, uh, attacked anybody. Why would, oh, because she's a woman and that would be um, a question for a man? I don't know. I mean, I mean, when you think about that, it's like, it's like, you know, like, you know, but, but what's sort of funny about that is, is at least she's given like equal, equal, uh, you know, uh, uh, condemnation to the sexes. I mean, you know, cause normally like, well, you're a man, you've probably sexually molested, you know, 10 kids and 20 women before you turn 21. Cause you're a man. That's the way <laughs> men are built. They're, they're just terrible people. They're out there. They're predators, you know, but yet. You know, that's the kind of question that, you know, you never really hear is asked to a woman. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's I like, do. like that would be like saying to a woman, hey, how many bar fights have you been in? You know, <laughs> I mean, most women, would, most women would go like, I've never been in a bar fight in my life. And I can't say that. I've been in one. Have you really? Did yes. you Did you punch somebody? There was a lot of hair pulling. Wow. Were you the pulley or the puller? <laughs> I won, put it that way. Wow, Shelly, Shelly's been in a bar fight, man. I'll tell you what, you know, you, uh-huh. you know what? What, what, you know, I, I, I rise to the occasion. You are on the wrong radio station. You should be on WIL. Uh-huh. <laughs> You'd be the star. People go like, oh my God, they got this new gal on mornings, Shelly on WIL, and she's actually been in a bar fight. Oh, we're listening to that radio station. Don't you think? I think so. I think that's what brings people to our radio station is because You've I was been in a bar, bar fight. fight. Okay. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. 703. Westplex 107.1. It is BS in the morning. I'm Shelly Cheesebread. 712. So uh, the uh, hearings yesterday for uh, ACB uh, to replace uh-huh. RGB in the uh, SCC, uh, in the SCOTUS. Okay. Um, did you listen to it all, any of it all? I did not. Not yesterday. Okay. I listened to, I mean, not the entire thing. I was in and out. You and I had a meeting together for a while. Obviously, I wasn't listening then. Um, but I did listen, you know, on and off during the day when I was in the car. And at one point in time, I put my little headset on and uh, streamed it on the radio station that I think we should defund. Uh, you know, and that really ticks me off, too. KWMU, don't send them any money. Defund them. Um, I, I, I think what was happened over there is horrible. Second time around, the newsroom people have hijacked the radio station, thrown out a general manager. This time, they accused a perfectly fine human being of being a white supremacist, which really bothers me. I mean, it really bothers me. 
I mean, there was no trial. There was no anything like that. You know, a bunch of the people in the newsroom one day woke up and decided they were going to get rid of this guy. So they call him a white supremacist the next day he's gone. You know, I'm going like, I don't know about this. This is getting a little bit out of hand. Anyway, um, the lady from Hawaii was her name, Mamie Hirono, who's the the lady, the one of the senators from Hawaii. She at she she sort of ambushed ACB, and she said, "She's I can't remember the exact questioning, but she said to her, this is the senator from Hawaii.' She said." Earlier, you mentioned something about sexual preference, and Amy Coney Barrett said yes. And then this Amy, what is her name? I can't remember her name. I'll have to look it up. Hirono, Mamie Hirono, or something like that. She says, well, you insulted all sorts of people. And I'm going like, how did she insult people? Are you there? You're gone. You there, Shelly? She's gone. I don't know what happened. Anyway, um, she she said you used the word sexual, the term sexual preference, and I went okay. So what's wrong with that? She says you can't use that anymore. That that word, that phrase is 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 hurtful. That people don't you know uh, prefer. They don't they don't have a preference for their sexuality. They're born with that, and I'm going like. Okay, I'm totally confused. <laughs> I'm to the point where I have no idea what's going on with this anymore. You, I mean, because, I mean, to me, you heard that term all the time, sexual preference. Matter of fact, sometimes it was on, like, applications. You fill out an application. It's like, okay, don't get it. Don't know what's going on with that. I don't just, I just don't understand the whole thing. You know, I mean, I'm going to invent a new name for, for, for me. You know, I'm a white guy. We need, you know, we need to have names for us that we can just sort of, you know, say, well, I used to be a white man, but now I'm a, you know, blah, 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 whatever. I don't know. I just don't get it. Things are, are, are getting too crazy for me. I don't understand all this stuff that's going on with this. Shelly disappears. It's going to be one of those mornings I can tell right away. Okay, well, let me see if I can go down here. Let me go right here. I'll go to here. I'll do this, and I'll say it's 7.15. Westplex 107.1. It is BS in the morning. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. 7.28. It is a Wednesday morning, and uh, you know what? Uh, what? sad thing about the weather has been, everybody's lawn unless you're watering it is brown and normally this time of the year it has that still that sort of like that rich green as it sort of fades into the uh, the uh, you know uh, uh, where it goes to sleep hibernation for the winter you know what i'm saying because i do september and usually early october are the months when you you know you uh, you know you core aerate your lawn and you put down new seed and you know because of the the you know the, the you don't have the extreme heat and normally there's enough rain man it's been dry 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 okay you fuzzed out at the last moment there and i was talking yeah, about yeah that's me fuzzing out well i was talking about this thing with amy coney barrett and being uh-huh. grilled by the senator from hawaii senator hirono and she sort of uh, she sort of set her up where she mentioned this thing about sexual preference. And she said, you mentioned earlier about sexual preference. And then, you know, Amy ACB says, yes, I did. And she says, well, that's a hurtful phrase. Do, do you remember when sexual preference turned into a hurtful phrase? I don't. I don't know when <laughs> was, that happened. I'm scratching my... <laughs> it must have been after 2005. Well, I'm listening to this. I'm thinking to myself, 
man, I don't get this. At first, I'm going like, and then she explains, well, sexual preferences is a, is a terrible thing because people, you know, I'm thinking to myself, now, hold on a minute now. I'm not trying to get in the weeds on this, but, you know, if you are bisexual, isn't that a preference? You know, aren't you like saying, well, I like, I like men and I like women. You know what I mean? Isn't it like a preference? It is. I think it is. I, I, well, I, I do too. So, you know, and once again, all the crazy things that the, the, the names we used to be able to use, which you now can't use anymore. I grew up um, and when I was, you know, in my younger years, black people weren't called black people. They were called colored people. Right. And, and to the point where and I said that to somebody and there was somebody um, recently where somebody was like in their tw- I can't believe you said that. I go, it's the truth because of the fact that the NAACP stands for the National Association for the Advancement of Colored People. And that was at the time what we now call black people or African-Americans. That was what they were referred to. And then they morphed into black and then it morphed into African-American. And now I hear it's morphing back into black. Okay. And same situation is for like other and, and, you know, and it got to the point where like with the sexual thing, the LGBT, then QIA and, you know, I'm going, okay. So I've decided that if you call me a white male or a white man, that that's offensive and I have to come up with a new name. So when someone says to me, Hey, you're a white guy. Oh, no, no, I'm not a white guy. And you're pretty fly. (laughs) What would my new, what would my new category be? Well, I got to come up with something good. Like, you know, something that I could actually trademark that I could buy the domain for. You know, I could say, well, I'm not a white guy. I'm a... Any suggestions? Are you asking me specifically? Yeah. I mean, you know, I mean, because that way I can come up with a name when someone says, you know, like, for example, if I have to fill out an application and it says, you know, your your race and your sex, and I'm going to go up to them and go, uh, I'm sorry, but... Uh, uh, it, it's asking me my race and my sex. Uh, I feel that that question. So race is, would be, I don't race. I'm built for comfort, not for speed. And then what was the next one? Well, race wouldn't be human. I mean, there's no box for human there. Could you check human? You know, and, and you know, once again, this is what bothers me. What's going on in our country? We are subdividing and subdividing and subdividing and subdividing. We're adapting. Well, we no, we're not adapting. When the world. No, went to no. H-E double hockey sticks. Everybody's and now we're adapting. No, everybody's staking their little piece of the turf. You know, yeah, well, I'm are. a I'm a blah blah blah. I'm a I'm a you know Pacific Islander. I'm a you know what okay, whatever. And you only have to be one sixteen. <laughs> well, but no, but the point being is why can't you just be like like for example, okay, if you go to a baseball game and you say, Hey, who here is a baseball fan? Most people are going to go, yeah, me, yeah. Well, when you used to be able to go to baseball games, you know what I'm saying? So in other words, in other words, you look across the crowd and, you know, and like if you got like John Hewlett, you know, who still does like the, well, when they used to have baseball games, um, you know, from Casey, who does the announcing. And if he said, you know, if he said, and tonight we're celebrating all baseball fans and we'd like to hear if you're a Cardinal, if you're a baseball fan, let's hear you. And the crowd goes, yeah. And if you're a Cardinals baseball fan, let's hear that. Yay! You know, people are yelling and screaming, right? Okay, so. From the cardboard? Cardinals baseball fan, I said. What do you say? I know, but they're screaming from the cardboard? Are you talking this before uh, the vid? Yeah, I'm talking like when you used to have crowds that showed up at the at the game. Okay, oh, so you mean when when life was good and we didn't <laughs> right, know it? Right, we didn't know how good we didn't know how good we had. Completely it, right? unaware. 
That's a great point. We didn't know how good we had it. You know, it's one of those things. Sometimes you sit, and you think, "Oh, my life sort of sucks," and then something really bad happens. You go like, "I wish my life was the way it was the other day when I thought my life sucked because it was pretty exactly. good." Exactly. Right. Okay. So the point being is that everybody in that Cardinals game who identifies themselves as a baseball fan is from all different races and sexes and sexual orientations or whatever you can't you can't which is why the people have a problem with politics coming in between their sports well no but but the point I'm trying to make is why do we have to segregate ourselves in these little tiny boxes why do we have to you know and to the point where and here's the thing I heard somebody talk about this the other day and I thought to myself first off I thought to myself woo they're gonna get themselves in trouble and then I thought to myself, but I, they're brave to say that. And it was a guy. And he said, why can't I be proud of being white? And he says, why can't I be being proud of being a white and a man? He says, nowadays, you can't be a, you can't claim that you're a man because that's, oh, toxic masculinity. You know, you can't say, well, I'm a man. Oh, yeah, I like to drink beer and watch football. Oh, you can't do that because that's to- toxic masculinity. And you can't, you can't. Uh, you know, say that you're a white guy. Yeah, I'm white guy. There was a thing the other day in the Post Dispatch. There was a there was a a picture of a street sign. I think it was over in Illinois somewhere. You know, how they have like the adopt a highways or something like that. And uh-huh. and the street sign said something like, you know, this stretch, uh, you know, adopted by white politicians or something like that. It said white, and everybody's going, oh, but yet. If that sign said this stretch of highway adopted by um, black, um, um, you know, churchgoers, people wouldn't think anything about it. Okay, that's fine. Get what that's I'm true. You know, and to the point where if if like, you know, you have these things where where and and, you know, and I hear these people talk about, you know, and, and to me, you know, my background is I mean, like I'm sort of a mutt. You know, my my grandfather was an illegal immigrant. You know, I'll be free to admit that. I mean, I, I one of the saddest things I ever saw, gosh, probably about I guess was about two or three weeks before my dad died. Um, I went over to my dad's house and, uh, you know, he was really depressed. And I said something to him, and you know what's wrong? And he goes, uh, "Find out I'm came to the end of the line of my father." Because I've told you this story before that my dad, his father, left him when he was two years old, and never saw him again, never heard from him again until one day when my dad was, I guess, in his early 30s. He was working. He was a civil engineer. He's working in an engineering firm downtown, and he told me the story once, just once, that the receptionist came back to his office. I go, Lee, Lee. Some guy just showed up at the office here and wanted to know if you worked here. And I told him you did. And he said, he needs to go see his father. He's in city hospital. He's dying. And my dad was like, what? You know, so he jumps in his, well, he didn't have a car. At the time, he rode the streetcar, whatever, the train. I don't know what he did. But he got a ride down to city hospital, went to the front desk, asked, you know, his father's name. They said, oh, yeah, he's in room, you know, 236, whatever the room was. He goes up. There's his father hour later his dad dies that's the only time he's ever remembered seeing his father saw him for an hour dead his daddy waited for him well i guess i don't know so my dad as an adult when he retired took it on his his uh, because his mom would never talk about it his mom would never tell him anything about his father refused because they had a real bad divorce. And so she refused. She would not tell him anything. Matter of fact, this, the story goes in our family that after they got divorced, she took all this stuff, you know, paperwork and stuff like that, and took it in the backyard and burnt it. <laughs> you know, she wanted him out of, her, out of her life. So my dad, 
for years when he retired he became you know researching his 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 uh, you know his past heritage. His, his heritage and at one point in time I actually went to salt lake city because the mormons have this incredible database of 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 uh, you know uh, birth records and things like that and i can remember because he used to always kid me i was the techno kid you know i don't understand all the stuff you do i don't know i don't know how you work and make this stuff work and all of a sudden one day he tells me you know I, i'm i'm ordering parts to build a computer and i'm going like this is my dad ordering parts to build a computer. This is like 1998, you know, boy, at the time. There weren't too many people building their own computers back then. And he says, yeah, I'm going to learn how to do this. So sure enough, he bought these parts online. He mail-ordered stuff, and he put together the computers. And then he put them all together, and he he bought the operating system. He bought, you know, back in the day, I guess, Windows 3 or whatever it was, or maybe even DOS 6.2, whatever they are still using back then. And he started doing all this online research. So anyway, back to three weeks before he died. I walked in. He's sitting there in his chair in the living room, and he's all depressed. And I said, you know, what's going on? And he says, well, I, he says, I've come to the end of the line of my father. And I go, really? He says, yeah. He says, he was an illegal immigrant. And the reason I never saw him was he was dodging child support for all those years. So I'm like, wow, that had to hurt. So did my father. You know, I mean, he dodged child support. So, and the story is that my grandfather, who I never met, who died long before I was even, eh, I'm trying to think. Yeah, he died before I was born. Uh, my grandfather was a young kid. His my it would have been my great grandparents. Uh, they were German farmers, and Catherine the Great decided that the Russian farmers sucked, and she decided she was going to import a bunch of German farmers into Russia to teach the Russians how to farm. So my great grandparents uh, got an invitation and got a piece of land in Russia. They went to Russia with my grandfather, and they hated it, and they hated the Russians, and the Russians hated the Germans, and they farmed, and they didn't teach the, the Russians how to to farm, so that didn't work out real well, and my grandfather got tired of that, and one day when he was like 14 or 15 years old, snuck out of Russia, made his way across Eastern Europe to Western Europe. The best we can figure out, he, he got on a, a some kind of a ship from Spain, came to the United States as an illegal immigrant, and never, ever, ever <laughs> took the citizenship chip chest uh citizenship let me try that again citizenship test and essentially lived here till he died as an illegal immigrant is that weird or what that is actually that's kind of fascinating well but the crazy thing about it is that the one thing my dad found out which was sort of fascinating is my grandfather was an incredible machinist and he actually invented tools for machinists and to this day, you can go on the patent and trademark, uh, you know, the USPTO, uh, uh, patent uh, trademark office, whatever. And you can find at least I found two patents that were issued to my grandfather. And what were they? Uh, for uh, tools. One was some kind of a, some kind of a, uh, you know, a, a, um, I can't remember, some kind of a tool used in machining. It was like something machinists would use back in the day. Now it's all computerized. Nobody uses that kind of stuff anymore. So anyway, that's the weird story with with the genealogy. So so when it's did fun- you do me in twenty three or no, no. Uh, ancestry dot com or anything? No thanks. I won't touch that. No, nope, I don't want to know. Now why is that exactly? I don't want to know. I don't want to know. I don't. I don't want to know. I don't care because of the fact that that I look at it this way. I am an American. I know that sounds like, you know, like I sound like some redneck. Oh, I got my flag and I'm going to wave my flag and I'm an American. I'm an American. 
I don't call myself a Germo-American or a Russian-American or anything like that. I am an American. I'm just, that's just me. And I disavow my heritage, you know, like, you know what? And once again, people could say, well, you're German. Look what Hitler did. You know what? I don't care. That's not part of my past because I don't care about that. I was born here in the United States. It's all I care about. My kids are born here in the United States. They're Americans, you know, I mean, to the point where, you know, and people come over here and they become, you know, naturalized citizens, they're Americans. I don't really care where they're from. I don't care, you know, anything about it. It's like to the point where like, hey, look, we're here now. Let's all work together. You know, it's like, it's like so many things like the baseball team. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't matter you know, like with the Cardinals that, you know, where this guy's from the Dominican Republic and this guy's from Sacramento, you know, they come together as a team and they work together as a team and they go to a goal to win games and ultimately win the World Series. Okay. That's where I think everybody's focus should be instead of like, you know, slicing and dicing. Well, I'm a, you know, Samoan American and blah, blah, blah. Okay. Whatever. You know, and to the point where when this thing yesterday, this whole roundabout thing where Hirono, Mamie Hirono, the senator, starts grilling her about sexual preference. And I'm going like, okay, this is going off the rails. I'm just getting really tired of this, you know, and and I was glad to hear last night. This guy, we got him right here. Hold on. I got this guy. This this he's the senator from where is he? Uh, That's not it. I can't look. I. I'm having trouble here this morning. It's not a good morning. Oh, yeah. Here we go. This is this is Representative John Kennedy. Okay, you ready for this? It yeah. made me want to heave. Okay. After about 25% of the way through, I thought I dropped acid. He was one of the last people to question ACB last night. And, man, it was classic. Why? He, what happened? Oh, my God. He was so good. I mean, he was incredible because he starts recapping all these things that the, you know, the nasty senators, you know, the, the Democrats, I'm just not saying they're nasty, but they're all nasty to her. And he starts asking her, Senator so-and-so said, you know, impl- implicated that you were like, you know, blah, 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 blah. Are you a liar? And, she, and there was this dead silence in the room. And she goes, no. And then he'd say, says, so-and-so, so-and-so said that blah, 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 blah. Are you, did you lie about that? He's got this crazy, you know, like Cajun accent. And she goes, no. And he's asking her all these questions like, you know, he wasn't grandstanding. He was just, you know, because most of them, they get him there and they talk about, you know, well, let me tell you my philosophy of life. And they talk for 20 minutes and then there's a question. Do you know, do you have pink toenails? You know, and he's like, okay, you took 20 minutes to ask me that question. Okay, so he's like saying all this stuff. And what's amazing is if you listen to her, She's citing all these cases, and at one point in time, one of the senators asked her, and this is on the, if you see, there's this picture's on the front page of a lot of the websites this morning. He said, he said to her, what's in front of you? And she says, a notepad. And he says, can I see that notepad? And she holds it up, and she's blank. She's doing all this off the top of her head. All this is like all these cases she's spouting out of her mouth or, you know, like she's, you know, bunk, 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 bunk. Well, you know, she prepared. Well, but I mean, this is like huge. No, but I life changing huge. I get what you're saying. Nation changing huge. I get what you're saying. But it would be like somebody, somebody like say who's like the radio guru. And they got on the air this morning with me and they said, "Okay, we're going to decide whether or not you can, you know, renew your FCC license. We're going to ask you 30 questions. And they started asking me, like, "Okay, if you're going to uh, 
increase your power by uh, 30 watts, uh, how many decibel increased power is that? You'd go like, oh, let me think. Oh. You know what I mean? You'd go like, oh, I don't know. I, I can't remember. I can't remember the formula. You know, that kind of stuff. And a- anyway, the point was that, that he just asked her a series of questions. Yes or no? Are you a liar? You know, did you lie about this? Blah, blah, blah. No, 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 no. I'm going like, Damn. And he's, a, he's an attorney, and I think he's a former prosecutor as well, too. I'm thinking to myself, man, I wouldn't want to be <laughs> on the receiving end of him. On the receiving him. end of him, huh? you know, I wouldn't want to be on the, being you know, cross-examined by that guy. Cause, and, and he comes across so folksy, it's sort of, you know, some attorneys are going to try to bamboozle you. That's an that's a Obama term. You know what? He loves that term. You know what I'm saying? I do. That was funny. Do you ever use bamboozle? I do. <laughs> I've never heard you use bamboozle. <laughs> anyway. You're different. No. Anyway, most attorneys are going to try to, you know, you know, make it sound like they're they're the smartest person in the room. And yet he comes across as like a good old boy, but that sneaks up and catches you from behind. You know what I'm saying? It's it's someone who comes across like, you know, I'm, I'm not very smart, and you know I, I don't know exactly what I'm talking about, and you know you're probably much smarter than than I am. Those are the people you got to watch out for, because those are the ones who are sharp as a tack, and they're just playing you. You know what I'm saying? They're making you feel like, well, this guy's not that sharp. I'll be able to sneak one by him, right? Uh huh. No. Seven forty-seven. So it means time to go. Shelley wants to get out of here. No, I want to take another break. Westplex 107.1, the song that sounds like ABBA, but it's not. It's Ava Max, 758. It's BS in the morning. I am Brad. He is Shelly. I was waiting for you to do that. <laughs> you were. I know. So I was... Well, what we don't need to wait on is the fact that we really need to thank our sponsors of the BS in the morning show because they're the ones that um, help keep us on the air. And I want to give a shout out to Angie Harness with uh, Harness Your Dreams. Uh, She's a real estate agent. She's based out of Chesterfield, but she works in, you know, West Chesterfield. She can go all over, but she focuses um, out this way. So, um, and she's a senior specialist. And then we have Caleb Hunter and not with Extreme Electrical, but with um, Salt River Automotive. And they have everything that you need to get your car running back on the ground and they're they're fleet vehicle maintenance people as well so if you have a fleet take them over to salt river automotive they already have a fleet of 36 that they take care of and um they're they're pretty amazing then there's jeff lang with american family insurance jefflang.com and uh he's actually my insurance person and he has really helped me out uh we were in a bind with another um eight not agent, well, yeah, an agent, but another big company. And he helped us out of that and really saved us some money. And then, of course, there's Scott Ellinger with the Brass Rail Steakhouse. And uh, if you haven't been there, you need to go. They're known for their crab cakes and their um, their service and their food. It's amazing. So thank you to all of our sponsors for uh, taking care of us. Did you get all of them? You sure I did. That, I thought we had about 32 sponsors now. Well, we probably do, but those are the top four. <laughs> okay. We have four. Okay. Um, let me think. Um, where was I going with this? You know what? I'll be honest with you. World's worst show today. 
Why do you say that? It's all my fault. You know, it just sucks. A lot of problems. You know, things things happening here in the studio that are driving me crazy that I can't get fixed, which is, you know, one of these things I get annoyed by things like that. You know, anyway, just one of those days, you know, crazy day yesterday. You and I had that interesting meeting that Shelly got upset about. So I didn't get upset about it. <laughs> well, you got annoyed at one point. when I did what? You got annoyed. Not with me. What, what was essentially what was being told to us. You know what I'm talking about. I, do, I know exactly what you're talking about, but and I wasn't annoyed. Yeah, I was matter of fact. Well, no, no. You were annoyed by someone telling us that they were going to charge us. Oh, okay. Yeah. You don't need to go into that. <laughs> well, but it was still a lovely meeting. Well, but... but At did, a beautiful facility. Didn't, so. that, didn't that annoy you, though? Come on. Be honest. You were annoyed. I wasn't annoyed. I was matter of fact. <laughs> No, 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 no. You you weren't matter of fact. You were matter of fact, but you were matter of fact because you were like, you're going to do what? Right? Am I am I correct? It wasn't that bad. But... <laughs> it was. No, I learned my lesson from the day before. <laughs> it was someone. It you was... don't need to go into it, Brad. Really? Well, I, I, you know, here's the whole story. You, you, you clearly do have to go into it, don't you? I, As a I, Brad thing. I want to do a hot dog stand, and I want to do a hot dog stand in Ladue, and we had a meeting with the Ladue City Council, and they said absolutely positively no hot dog stands in Ladue. And I go, well, why is that? And they go, well, people in Ladue don't eat hot dogs. And I go, okay, why don't they eat hot dogs? Well, we're, you know, we're above that. We don't, we don't consume hot dogs in Ladue. Now, that's funny that you say this because <laughs> my brother who lives in Ladue, yes. he's my half-brother. Yes. And uh, he, doesn't he eat was hot actually going to start a hot dog stand. In Ladue. Yes. You can't do that. It's against the law. Did, did, you, did you know for a long time that you couldn't put a yard sign in your yard for like political reasons and things like that? I think there's still do. Yeah, I think well, there that was a surprise there me. was a big case. I think it even went to the Supreme Court that that a lady put a sign in her yard, something about you know wanting world peace or something like that. I can't remember what it was. It was long, I want world peace. No, it was a long time ago. But you know, but see, oh. but see, once again, it's the thing for me is that you and I had this you know meeting last week where you and I heard it you know with our two ears that how do politicians get elected? More yard signs. You know, how do you compete against your competitor? If they've got 10 yard signs, you put up 20. If they put up 20, you put up 40. You know, it's like, it's like. See, I think they get elected by radio advertising. So it gives them another level of connection with their constituents. I couldn't agree with you more. But the point of it is, is those of us who are in the media business, the marketing business is that anytime, uh, I'll just give you one word of advice. Any person out there who's, you know, in business or starting a business. And if you and a marketing guru comes to you and says, all you have to do is this one thing, grab them by the shirt collar, open the door, and throw them out in the street. Because anybody who tells you all it takes is one thing, direct mail, Facebook, radio, TV, newspapers, billboards. If anybody ever comes to you and says, we're going to market your business, and all we're going to use is one method, they are F-O-S. And F-O is full of, and S is... Sunshine. Right. So you show them the door because ask any successful company. 
Look at like the big ones, like McDonald's, you know, they're on billboards, they're on radio, they're on TV, they do, you know, they do internet, they're on Facebook, they're on Twitter, you know, they do, uh, you know, texting, they do this, they do that, they do couponing, you know, I mean, it's like, and and that's the thing. And, And what's crazy is that how many times have you and I, you know, gone in to talk to somebody about doing, you know, advertising with us? Well, I've been told that, that, you know, nobody listens to radio anymore and the only way to reach people is Facebook. Okay, whatever. (laughs) Sometimes, sometimes I, if the conversation starts out like that, I just want to get up and say, you know, it's been nice. Good to meet you. And, um, you know, good luck with your business. You know what I'm saying? I kind of felt like that the other day. (laughs) Where you go into somebody and they're like, they're like, well, you know, and, and my favorite thing is Shelly gets so mad when I do this. Oh my God, she gets so mad when I do this. I do. This is my this is my crash and burn clothes. Someone says to me, "Well, I don't think radio works. And it's expensive." And I'll go, "Hey, you know what? I own the radio station because I can do pretty much whatever I want, you know, within FCC guidelines." So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you a month's advertising for free, absolutely positively free. You don't owe me a penny. But here's what I ask you. Do you watch your numbers real close? Oh, yeah, watch my numbers real close. So, in other words, you'll be able to tell if the radio has an impact on your business. Oh, yeah, right away. I can tell you that if we're up 5%, you know, you know, 10%, I can tell you exactly right. Okay, great. So, draw a baseline today. We'll start the ads tomorrow, and we'll run it for a month. And after a month, we'll come back, and we'll look at your numbers. Is that a deal? Oh, yeah. Now, if your numbers move, and they move appreciably, will you go ahead and, you know, buy some radio? Oh, yeah, for sure. Okay. There's one catch. I get to write the ad. And they go, what do you mean? I get to write the ad. I'm doing the radio for free. You know what? I get to say whatever I want. So if I'm at a restaurant, and say, so here's what your ad's going to be. Joe's Restaurant. Just last week, only 22 people got Tomain food poisoning. And the week before that, only 14 people. We've cleaned the place up. And so far this week, only three people have gone to the hospital with food poisoning. And they go, whoa, 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 whoa. You can't see that. You can't see that. I go, I didn't say I was going to say nice things about your restaurant because when I go on and talk about the fact that you have, you know everybody ate here has got tomain food poisoning, your numbers are going to move. They're going to move down. So, well, yeah, but, but, but that's different. And I look at them, I go, imagine what it would be like if we said good things about your restaurant. So <laughs> with that philosophy... Didn't you do that to someone? Oh, I've done that to a couple of people. And one, my, the, the funniest, <laughs> the funniest story was Randy at the at the country club car wash because he yeah, you know, he would give me grief about that. So I put together an ad. God, I should find it somewhere. It's funny where I talked about like, hey, just last week we only you know we 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 only had we only had three cars that got totaled in our car wash, you know, and oh yeah, boy, that hood, one guy, oh that scratch, well, it buffed right out. <laughs> I put that on the air because I told him. He says, I don't care. Go ahead and do it. I put it on the air. Two days later, he calls me up laughing. You're not going to believe. I got people calling me saying like, hey, do you know what they're saying about you on the radio? Do you know what they're saying about your car wash? That you crunch cars in the car wash? You scratch hoods and things like that? He thought it was funny. But you had to know Randy. You did. And he gone too soon. Yeah, way too soon. Anyway, we're done. Oh, we are? Yeah, that's it. Oh, okay. Well, everybody, it's Wednesday. Have a great, great day. It's going to be an amazing day, a lovely day. And um, just make sure to uh, stay healthy and safe during these uncertain times. But we don't need to worry about that because we're adapting, aren't we? Yes. So, Brad, it's been a slice of heaven, as usual. Yes. And, and just remember, 
when you say your radio preference is Westplex 107.1, we don't have a problem with that. <laughs> You're funny. Yeah. Okay. Bye, everybody.